Welcome to The Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. My name is Minister Ty. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm here with my co-host, partner, friend, David Nielsen. Yep. Hello, everybody. Let's bring the music down. We thank God for bringing us here. We thank God that you're our listener. Everyone under the sound of our voice who decided to listen to this podcast, we thank God for you. Mm -hmm. Thank God for you uh, just coming out to hear the word of God as he's spoken to us. Yes. Let's start off with a prayer. Dave, would you mind praying? Sure. Mighty God, warrior God, we come before you because we believe in you. We believe your word. And so we approach you, Lord God, your throne room, and we're in awe because you are God and we are people and we can yet we can talk to you through Jesus. So we thank you so much for that. Lord, we just want to know you because the more we do, the more the more better it is. I mean, that's why we're made. So Lord, we open our hearts and our minds. We ask your presence here, Holy Spirit, be with us, guide us, and speak to everybody who's hearing this uh, in, into their hearts, Lord God. Give us, give everyone direction, Lord God, to seek you, know you, serve you, and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank God for you once again. You know, it's important that, you know, that you are in your personal life. It's just not about us. You know, we're a part of the body of Christ, but you're also a member of the body of Christ. And it's very essential that you are also actively seeking the will of God. And we're going to get into that later. We're going to get into seeking God's will. At the end of the day, man, there's, there's two types of wills, and we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's just one will, the will of God, but God wants us to look at it in two ways. There's the obedient will, and then, and then there's the harmonious will. And we're going to kind of get into both of those later on in the It's the Eastern thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all about, you know, not just the action, but also just the institution of the will. God wants to mm-hmm. do something amazing in your life. However, what I like to do is just, first of all, I want to talk about Scion Ministries. This is a ministry that we're starting We've, uh, I've had the vision since 2019, and Scion is based on Hebrews 22, um, sorry, Hebrews 22, there's not a Hebrews 22, Hebrews 12, 22, but you've come to Mount Zion, mm. the city of numerous angels, the city of God, and that's what we're building. Scion is more than just a, uh, just a ministry, but and it's beyond missionary work. I want you to know, like, we're, we're going to be doing stuff in, um, here in the United States and also in foreign countries. Right now, we have a project going on in Sierra Leone. We went there. We had a conference, a one-day conference. We preached about Jesus. But now what we're going to do is just expand past that. We're going to look at the infrastructure. We're going to look at building an economy there from within the church. Again, we're going beyond beyond missionary work. And uh, we're going to talk about it more, but I'm very excited about it. Dave's very excited about it, and we're excited just to do the work of God. So let's get into this episode. The title of this episode is How to Win a War, and don't forget about the Lord. Go and tell us a little bit, Dave. Yeah, so in Deuteronomy, which is the second giving of the law in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, uh, it's it's a summation of everything uh, in a way. And you're reading along, and then in chapter 20, it just sort of casually says, it caught my eye recently, it casually says, when you go to war, and then there's all these instructions, and I was like, wow, that's interesting. Mm. It's not, you know, if you should find yourself in a situation where you have to go to war, it just says, when you go to war. I love it. And, you know, we all know in history, there's never been 20 years without war, not just in this country, but in history. In history, yeah. yeah. 
And it's not, it's not if you happen to be in a war. Yeah. It says when you go into, into battle. And I want everybody to understand this fully and completely. It's and I, all, yeah, it's not just an armed battle either. It's, it's life battles. It's life battles. And I want to challenge every listener to just think of a personal battle that you're going through. I mean, really just stop me to think about something. So I'm the type of person sometimes where I don't realize I'm going through a battle until I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of it. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a fight. But I want, you, I want to challenge you to think of something you're going through, whether it be at work, at home, or at school, you know, with your children, you know, with someone who just is just getting, uh, just working your last nerves, or maybe, man, maybe it's something more serious, like an addiction or, you know, something that you're saying, I oh, mean, I need to get rid of this thing. Like, I want you to, I want to challenge you to put that as we talk about when you go, when you go to war, I want you to put that to the forefront of your mind. And I want to also let you know, like tribulations, tests, and trials, they're imminent. War is imminent. It's going to come. John 16, says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In this world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And that's something you must realize, that even though you will endure t- tribulations, tests, and trials, we can count on the Lord Jesus because he has overcome the world. And not only we're not just going to talk about the war that we, that we go through, but we're going to talk about the victor. And that victor, that victory is found in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the lead up to it all, you know, we always want to look at uh, the, the context for not just clues, but meaning. We don't just pick out, you know, when you go to war and, okay, apply that now. That's, we look at everything around it in the book of Deuteronomy and then the entire the entire Bible. So this is a Christology podcast. Jesus was there at the beginning. Remember, he, through him, all things yes. were created. Not one thing was yes. created that wasn't through Jesus. Amen. I only learned that recently in, uh, when I was, you know, a theology student at Regent University. Mm-hmm. Does it really say that? Well, man, that's such a, that's the big revelation that Jesus was there. Jesus is the Logos. And, you know, I think that we all come to that revelation. I think it all takes time but that's the main revelation that, you know, it says that the life that the Logos had was the light of men. Hmm. When God says, let there be light, it was a manifestation of the life of Christ and the life of the Logos. Before the sun was made. Before the sun was <laughs> made. It's so amazing. And we can talk about that all day. And that, you know, the Lord always t- tells me, Ty, don't talk about something that you can't absolutely hmm. talk about. So <laughs> this is something that I'm coming into a full knowledge of. When God said, let there be light, he was actually talking about something way major than what we than what we think because the manifestation of life was light it says that in john when life is manifested it comes in human form as light that's 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 the world and so god on the fourth day created the sun that's another story so let's well, he also going. says in john 2 i think that or 3 that uh you know jesus he, so he says so that we may become mm-hmm. sons and daughters of light yeah that we may Mm-hmm. You know, it's on us yeah. to recognize him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And believe on his name. It says, yes. them who believe on his name shall, shall he give power to become sons of God or children of God or heirs of the divine nature of God. So it's essential that, man, in your life, what you're going through, like, man, I want everybody to just realize, like, look, if you claim to be Christ, if you, Christ, if you belong to Jesus, if you claim to be one who says, man, I'm a Christian, man, start to use that, flex yeah. that Christian uh, muscle flex that right. faith muscle right. you know try god in different areas that's it don't just sit back and say you know what you know what I'm, I'm i'm a christian let me pray for everybody god says man what do you what's the desire of your heart 
I want you to seek your desires. And God desires something so special for you. He does. And that is the point. That's So what, what Ty just said is how to win a war. In this day and age, you know, we are in the, the fourth stage of a five or the fourth act of a five-act play, if you will. Uh, we're just waiting on Jesus' return. So until then, we, are, uh, we have his orders, and that's to know him. The will of God is to know him and to serve him. And so I promise you, if you do that, you will win any war you are, you are going to, whether it's an actual war or a personal, you know, all the personal battles we have. Well, you know, it all starts from, and we're, we're, we're really, we're focusing in Deuteronomy. And different, the different chapters in Deuteronomy, they mean something, and, but they all lead to one thing. They all point to Jesus Christ. And that's why we named this Christ, we named this podcast, The Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. We're not going to just always say Jesus, 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 but we are saying Jesus, 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 because what we're talking about is, you know, Jesus says, I'm the fulfillment of the law, you know? And so the fifth chapter talks about what? Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. You know, it talks about stuff that, you know, that we should take heed. Now, what did you say? It's not just about understand the Bible is not just written to answer our every mm -hmm. question, but to provide a reasonable means for us to know and to seek God, our creator. Yes. So what did you mean by that? Well, people will. It's so just it's the American way to, you know, everything is this or that. Yes or no. And a lot of people will think, well, the Bible doesn't explain this, doesn't have dinosaurs. Well, <laughs> Moses didn't feel the need to write about dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, it's not to answer our every question. Yeah. It's to show us, to let us know that, yes, God is God, and, and this is his plan, and this is how it's happened. And then we do our part and recognize, and things happen. And not only that, it's just essential to know that, like in Deuteronomy, in the Bible, as you read the Bible, that it's the Spirit that gives life. You're going to read it. You're going to read the words of the Bible. You get, I know a lot of people are like, man, I read the whole Bible. Like, <laughs> I promise you right now, I can quote every book of the Bible. Genesis, yes, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. You know, I had that all in my head. I, he I, I was able to uh, quote every book of the Bible in order since I was 12. But I didn't get it inside of me until I was right. in my 30s. So it, just, it doesn't matter what you just can know. But I want everybody to know. That is applying the word and allowing God to work in your life by what you apply. So ask yourself questions. That's I'm just thinking of how it happened with me too when I got when it got real for me. What does it mean? Like in Christ, those who are in Christ, what does that mean? And I spent years studying it. Perichoresis, the dancing around, you know. Mm. It's going in and out and asking questions, literally like Jesus, I love you. And then I go over here and you know, yell at somebody like, how do they coexist? Because we're human. <laughs> That's why he came and was man. The theandric principle, Theo Andros, all God, all man. Nice, nice. Oof. That's good. That's good. And now you said on uh, Don't Forget the Lord. You, you co That was kind of like the title uh, behind the title. What did you mean by that? Well, right after that, I think in Deuteronomy, in the chapters after 20, he says, here's what's going to happen if you don't. Mm -hmm. uh, remember to worship me, and if you worship idols, because you will worship something. That's mm -hmm. the thing. We're made to worship something. Something. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's God who we worship. It's God who we serve. It's God who we love. But it's essential that as we, as you live your daily life, first of all, you got to know this. 
You're going to go through battles. You're going to go through struggles. But God says, look, I've overcome the world, so you can depend on me. So again, we're, so we're back to... Well, one example where I, where I finally came to understand it ties, uh, it says greed, which is idolatry, somewhere in the New... I think in, the, in Peter's writings, something, he's, you know, greed, which is idolatry. What? That didn't make sense to me, but mm. think it through. If I'm greedy for lust or uh, drugs or food, or something, if I'm greedy, I want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. That's idolatry. It's because I'm worshiping them. Mm. I'm making that my God. I mean, it's ridiculous, but we do it all the time. Man, we ought to turn that, turn that on yourself. Have what I'm dealing with. Have it, has it become an idol to me? You know, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, all things are lawful, but all things are not uh, expedient. Which means God's, God doesn't want you to get caught under uh, the control of anything. And so we get out of that by being honest, mm-hmm. by letting it out, talking about it amongst, you know, open to change uh, and willing to try something different. Wow. Willing to try something different. And we can talk about that all day because I love how, look, <laughs> Romans 10 says it's nigh It's even in your heart and in your mouth. A lot of people think that's just the salvation that's the salvation uh, phrase that gets you saved, that becomes you, that turn, that converts you to Christian. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you that what's nigh you and in your heart is faith. Faith is nigh you, it's in your heart, it's in your mouth, but you got to speak it out. But it's not, it's just, it's just not referring to salvation. It's referring to anything and everything God wants for your life. God is totally and completely trying to get you to believe in him, that he's more than just a God in heaven. He's more than just a guy that tells you to be nice to people. God says, I want to give you something. Yeah. I want to get something to you, my friend. Every day, throughout the day. Yeah, I want to get something to you. And it's time that we start serving God Amen. in that fashion to expect Amen. the good out of God because God has something good for you. And God requires you. Look, God requires you to start seeking him. God requires for you to start seeking him truly so that you can help change the whole world. And that's like, wow, how can you say that? I'm just one person. How can I change the whole world? But what God has for you is for you. And God is looking for people who are obedient. You know, three months ago, we were just sitting, uh, thinking of a way to, to uh, talk about the Lord. Now we have this podcast. Yeah. This is ordained by God himself. And God will get the glory. God will get the glory out of this. It is. It absolutely is. And I'm letting the gloves off, man. I'm not holding back anymore. I'm 52 years old. It's like, okay, what am I doing? I've done some cool stuff. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm literally putting it in boxes, you know, and it, it's, it says in the new Testament, what are you doing with your, your treasures, your talents, the money I left you, am I putting it to good use? So we're going to put it to good use. Yeah. And we are, we're putting it to good use and we're becoming who God has called us to be. And, you know, I, I, I challenge you to do the same thing and that's, by listening to the will of God. Careful how you listen. Yeah, and careful how you listen and understand what God's will is. And I'm going to talk about that. I want to kind of bring that up. Uh, there's a book um, called The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee, who's one of my favorite authors, has changed my life completely to understanding, you know, we have a spirit, soul, and body. What is that spirit? What is the soul? What is the body? It kind of breaks it down and applies scriptures to where you can understand. I definitely suggest you read that book. But I was hung up. I was hung up on this section when it talks about two measures, the obedient will of God and the harmonious will of God. Like, man, am I being obedient with God? I know I'm obeying him and there's nothing wrong with the obedient will, but am I in harmony with God to where I don't have to, I don't have to seek to hear his voice. I'm doing exactly what he wants me to do. 
the obedient will versus the harmonious will is your, the actions of your will versus the life of your will. The actions, what you do, versus the life, the, the, the core of what you do. You know, it's deeper. It's deeper. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the good is the enemy of the best. Mm-hmm. The best isn't, you know, going against the worst. It's going, the best and the good are competing. So the obedient, obedient will is good. But the harmonious will is where we want to get to. That's exactly where we want to be in this life. You know, God not only wants your flesh or your evil actions to cease, he also wants to conquer the institute which controls your will. Mm. The obedient will was the harmonious. I want everybody to consider that. I'm not bringing this up just so I can sound like I'm a smart guy. I'm bringing this up because in my life, in my personal life, I said, man, what am I not doing? What, you know, the, the, uh, the obedient will is the will of... Uh, a servant that says, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to go take out the garbage. And so the servant stops what he's doing, and he goes and takes out the garbage. But the son, the, the harmonious will, there it is. along with his day, he takes the garbage out because he understands he's an heir of righteousness. Yeah. Knowing everybody to understand that in your life, God is calling you to be in harmony with him. That stuff that you're fighting with, God says, I need you to get over that. Mm-hmm. I need you to be past that, you know. I, I'll expose a little bit about myself. I'm not scared. You know, I was driving down the street in my neighborhood, and I happened to see a woman walking. She had these yoga pants on, and the Lord said, Ty, don't look. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, Lord, I'm going to look. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to look. Yeah. And I looked. And I looked, and, you know, I seen way too much than I wanted. I, I, he told me not to look for a reason. I saw way too much than I, that I, wanted, than, than I wanted to see. I was like, man, I shouldn't have looked. And guess what happened? Down the road, there was another woman, another woman walking. And God says, are you going to do well this time? And I said, I will, Lord. And I didn't look, thank God. And I can tell from a distance she was bad. However, <laughs> we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. we can yeah. talk. Yeah, look. All right. Thank you, man. We can talk about that. Anyway, I didn't look. And you know what the Lord said? I'm pleased with you. And I was like, wow, isn't that crazy? I failed. Then I passed. The Lord says, I'm pleased with you. You did a good job. Yes. He did a good job. That's obedient will. But God be honored of the day where I can just drive my car and not and be like, huh, I didn't even think to look at that, you know, because I'm in harmony with God. And God is requiring right. me. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm a minister of the word of God. Yeah. I, have a, I have a congregation. I mentor people. God wants me to be in harmony with him. Right. Because what if some girl comes... Say I have to counsel somebody. She comes with that same outfit on. I'm just like, oh, God. And God says, no, you know what? This is serious. I want you to be beyond that. I want you to be in harmony with me so you don't have to worry about, you know, the harmonious will operates with God without ceasing normal activity. Isn't that powerful? Yeah, that's it. Without ceasing, without stopping your normal activity, you're just in harmony. It's just in harmony. And God desires for you to look at, I just exposed myself so you can talk about your own life. <laughs> you know, don't look at me. Don't look at what Ty's doing. Look at you. We <laughs> all can. Yeah, we all can do that, certainly. And um, the point is to trust God. This is a big trust exercise, which is faith. Remember, trust and faith. Mm-hmm. Trust is the verb for faith. To trust God that somehow, because we don't see any other options, that's the thing. Brian talks about this. We always see A or B. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to not look at her. Then I'm going to not look ever at any woman again. That's not reality. Mm-mm. We don't know how we're going to. I don't know how I'm going to do it either. But I know that God does. And I know that there is a way. Um, you know, 
now it's uh, I wonder who her husband is. I want mm-hmm. I wonder what her family's like. Just mm-hmm. put my mind somewhere else and because I want to look too. Yeah. yeah. Yoga pants are uh <laughs> deadly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I just want to be uh, a vessel for God. And I want everybody to realize it just within your life, like, man, I want to be a vessel that God can that God can use and being in harmony with him. And that's we're still talking about the war that we go through, the war of the mind, the war of lust, the war of the flesh that we go through. The Bible says we, we, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. Lust is wanting to have something now. It's not just a sexual thing. It can be, but it's just, oh, yeah. I want it now. I want it. It's like a spoiled two-year-old. Yeah, and lust, lust always looks, seeks for itself. Yeah. While love seeks for others. That's a, that's a difference. Right. Lust seeks for itself. Lust says, give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love says, what can I give? Yeah, love always that, protects. Yeah, right? love always protects. Love suffers, suffers much, endures much. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's really that's really good. Thanks for letting me share that, everyone. Yeah, I got to... I don't look. That was that was months ago. Okay, look, I don't yeah. have to defend myself. <laughs> no, good job right. bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So let's kind of get into. Uh, I like I. Why is war assumed? What did What did you mean by that? <laughs> Just, I've been to war. Obviously, we talk about that constantly, but um, it's a big deal. Like just the word. I mean, I remember growing up in the civil or hearing about the civil war. Like, ugh. Yeah. Or World War One, and you just like, you see bayonet charges, and it's like, exactly. I hope <laughs> I never have to be in a place with clanging metal and horse hooves and bayonets because that's scary as crap. Yeah. Um, you know, but I ended up in a war with tracer bullets and uh, infrared, you know, thermal, blah, 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 all that. So it's just as weird and nasty, but it's always the same thing. It's, it's to look to God. And just about everybody does. They call it, you know, the foxhole prayer and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. That, yeah. That while you're enduring your personal war, I mean, I know there's somebody who's listening to this who's going through a great war, a great war within yourself. And what we're trying to challenge you to do is look to God. Yeah. Look to God. Have, have the audacity to have faith in God. You know, have the audacity to say, you know what? Today, I'm struggling. My body is struggling. The doctor has given me a bad report, but today, right now, today, you know what? I'm going to yeah. trust in God. It works. I'm going to put my trust in God. Yeah. It not just works. Y'all, this is life. This is, mm-hmm. of everything we've said and will say, this is it. This is what we're talking about. And Jesus is the way. So we look to Jesus. How? You talk to him. Yeah. Jesus, this is Dave. Um, I feel weird doing this, but, you know, I've, I've been doing this for years now. So are you real? Search my heart. Yes. 2,000 years later, people are still talk, not just talking about him, but living in him. Mm-hmm. He's real, historically. I did all my research, my studies. He's real. Okay, are you real for me? And then those moments, man, like, wow, when I get in prayer alone and ask him if he's real for me and he touches my heart, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I get my daughter back from uh, just after after she's been through so much, and I get to see her, and I, I see how it all works, and it makes sense, and it's... It, it crushes me and builds me up at the same time. Nice, nice, nice. And you're it, also a question I should ask you and ask, you know, everybody to kind of answer within themselves. Like, does everybody go to war in a sense of the word war? Does everybody endure and go to a battle? And you know, we know the answer is yes, but I want you to consider, like, like what, do you, what, what is war to you? What, what is your definition 
of war. Yeah, I mean, well, I want to turn that on you because, yes, it is everything. Because I have been more scared doing some things just, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon in America than I've been in Baghdad during a war. Because, like, uh, but sports, so I coached, but I didn't really play at the level you did. You played some college basketball. Mm -hmm. What's that like? Well, I think, I think, I think, I think all war starts from the mind. I think, you know. The Bible says that, you know, before war is made, there's counsel. There's counsel. It says that in Proverbs by the, the wise King Solomon realized that before you go into the war, you better get together. You better get your mind right. You better get your, your team right. You better get the, the uh, figure out, like, do we have what it takes to win this battle? You don't go into war to lose. You don't. Because if you know you're going to lose, you surrender. Right. You know, right. that that's what war is. Uh, as far as college athletics, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, you got to mentally be prepared to fight in every battle that you go through. You know, I was a college basketball player. I was better in junior college. I, I got to a uh, four-year school and decided to be a, you know, I didn't go, I, di- I, I didn't apply myself. But when I was in junior college, I had a goal of getting uh, a, a scholarship, and I did. But when I got there, I could afford and that kind of started my my fight and my bout with alcoholism, and I didn't realize it till years later that I was I was struggling with that war. Mm. Everybody is struggling with the yeah. war, but I, I did. I just I like what I just said. It's just like you know, every war that you endure, there's a there's an end battle. There's a there's a game plan, and there's an end result. Of course, you want victory, but what are you going to do with the victory? And I think sometimes we fail as God's people to realize like what are we going to do when God comes through for us. You know, when, when the war is won. And that'll lead into part two of this, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, we appoint able commanders. After you've done all this, the officers will appoint commanders. And that's, you know, your sergeants and captains, the guys who are going to lead tens and fifties and hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's the real deal. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love, I love, I love that King Solomon kind of has that. The war is won. The war is won before the judgment seat, before it's yeah. executed. It's won in the courts before it's executed out in the battlefield. So we must understand that, like, man, come to God. That's why Jesus says, take my yoke and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're going back to Jesus, that Jesus requires before to, to fight this good fight of faith, you must first learn who Jesus is. And that's starting from who he is in your personal life, stuff that you're dealing with, stuff that you know that... That stuff that you know you need to overcome, you do that by by first acknowledging that man, I need to I need to I need to do better in this area, and then doing it. But also going forward to realize who Jesus is and who Jesus was and still is in this world. You know, when he raised Lazarus, and Martha said, you know, I forget the exact scripture, but he said to her, "I am the resurrection." Mm-hmm. He's he's bigger than the miracle doer who raised Lazarus from the dead after four days. Mm -hmm. He is the resurrection. It's not, you know, yeah, the miracle's cool. Like, it's his last miracle. He raises a man from the dead, but he said to her, I am the resurrection, Mm -hmm. which come unto me. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? That's what we're getting at. That's the Christology podcast. What does that mean? We're figuring it out. Yep. 
And it, it starts with honest, open, and willing to learn. Yeah, it all goes to, you know, when he says, she said, yes, I know, I know Lazarus, my brother, will be raised in the last day. And Jesus was basically saying, I, I kind of am the last day. Not the last day being a day in the future, but right now, inside, right within now. me, within the logos, within the nature of God, I'm the first and I'm the last. And so what I can do right now is raise Lazarus from the dead right now. Mm. And here's, the, here's, not, here's the special thing about that. I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to give you that power and death through the Holy Spirit. So that's why we must realize who we are. When Jesus died, he died. He said he died. He, he, was set, set, he was set at the right hand of the Father, and he gave us all the authority that he had on earth. And we now we are set. We are sitting in heavenly places in him. Amen. And remember, God sees everyone as alive, whether physically or not. My brother died in 2012, but God still sees him as Scotty Nielsen, my little brother. Amen. And, you know, there's also surprising in this Deuteronomy text is, um, you know, some people are going to die. You you may still die in battle, mm. but God is saying that he, he has made provision for that. That's right. Especially if you're in Christ. To live, what does it say? What does Paul say? To live... Is Christ. It's Christ. To die is gain. It's just like people who are in Christ, like, man, they're going on to a better place. And we got to realize that. And we got to let some people go if they're in Christ. You know, I know my grandfather's coming to a, a, you know, advanced years. He's about to be 90. And, you know, it's about his time to go. And so we want to make sure that he has, he's set right and he loves God and he's ready to move on. All right. So let's go to an immediate application. Yeah. Uh, just so that what came to my mind is that um, just this is deeper than um, it's everything isn't just a surface lesson. Like when you go to war, have God. It is, but it's deeper than that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's personal. It's on you. It's on us. It's on me to look. I didn't get free. I didn't become I'm a, I'm a real fighter. I'm about to shave my head into a Mohawk, man. I am because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just now getting to where I know that there's a spiritual warfare nice. that I'm engaged in, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm an able commander, and yeah. uh, just just now recently, so that comes by. But speaking it, I love it. Speaking it out, speaking it in, <laughs> hearing it, thinking about the how I hear. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. We've been on this faith journey. If yeah. we look back, I, I can look back to January and be like, man, that was a that was a weak version of me. That was a weaker version. <laughs> of me. I'm serious. Even back in four January, that four months ago, that was a weaker version. Not to say I wasn't doing what God wanted to, to but I've been believing faith to faith to faith. Yeah. We got this podcast. We got this camera, this high definition camera. Let's do it. You know, we just bought our LLC. Let's do it. You know, we just bought these mics, got this computer, got this soundboard. Just, and it's working. So sometimes you don't want to hear advice from people, right? You told me something. You, you could shoot pretty good. I mean, you shot a basketball good, and then you somebody taught you something. What was that? The one finger Beef? thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. You know, this is amazing. I, I played all of my years of basketball. You know, when I touched, when you shoot the basketball, your pointer finger, I've learned this later on. I was <laughs> around 25, 26, that your pointer finger needs to be the last finger touching the ball, kind of like you point, like it's that. Mm. If anybody's seeing it, I've always shot the basketball with my middle finger leaving the ball last, which made it so unsure, mm. which made it so like it, it wasn't, you know, the idea is to get your 
it in this cradle, the basketball in this cradle. So as you shoot it, it's consistent. But the coming from your middle finger, you never know how your middle finger is touching the mm -hmm. ball when you. And so what happens is you're inconsistent. And I learned that later on in my life. And I was so upset <laughs> that I went all these years with shooting a basketball wrong. It made a big difference. It made a huge difference because when you learn how to shoot the right way, it creates consistency. And that's something that I, uh, something I learned. You know, I, went, I played my whole college basketball career shooting the basketball wrong. It was just like so upsetting. And look at the difference. I mean, yeah, that much. That just the adjustment from here to there. And I tried it out there with my son. Yeah. My 10 year old son, who is all I can handle. <laughs> Not saying much, but. It works. I it mean, works. It yeah. works. It's, a, it's the point way. Point that thing right in. Yep. You just point it right in. You put it right in the rim. <laughs> follow through. That's an analogy for this, y'all. It's yeah. uh, seek God on your own. Ask Jesus who He is. Find out who He is from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal from faith to faith. Exactly. All right. So let's go into application. You know, reflecting on our life, reflecting on your life struggle. Like, what are you rebelling against? I mean, what are you dealing with? that you say, I can do better. And what's your, you know, that means you're fighting a war. You're fighting a battle in that area. And the, here's the great big question, like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. If I'm driving and I'm road raging angry or I'm always getting mad, uh, I'm, I'm either rebelling against something or I'm afraid of something. Ah, I learned that too. I learned it's always something deeper. Yeah. But, you know, so we're getting into your personal life. We're getting into my life. We're getting into, you know, everybody who we consider friends and family like man it's time for us to get to the point where we're truly truly serving god and we're doing our best to become who god has called us to be amen we're trans we're, we're transitioning from servants to sons obedient to harmonious we're yeah. in that process we're supposed to be we're right where we're supposed to be yeah it yeah. just gets more fluid and better and, and more, a lot more fun. I'm telling you, that harmonious thing is strong, man. It's strong. It's changing my life. It's making me think about my life different. Uh, this is not a, I've been, I've been uh, kind of uh, seeking and serving, not serving, but I've been applying this revelation of the harmonious will for about probably about three months now, and mm -hmm. it's been impactful. The fact that I, when I am ever... I, I do something, I obey God, I do well. But I said, man, God, I want, I actually did want to do the other thing. I didn't want to do it, but I did do it, and God's happy with me. But I pray about that. I said, God, help me to be, you know, and I, I want, you can start, you can be in, harmo in, in harmony with God right now. There's a difference. Consider Elijah. Elijah, Elijah, what, when he was with Ahab, he says, it should, it, it's not going to rain Rain is going to cease for three and a half years. And it did. It wasn't, God didn't say, Elijah, I want you to say this. Elijah was such in such harmony with God. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians 6, I always go there. 1 Corinthians 6, it says, him that is joined on the 17th verse, him that is joined to God is one spirit. Hmm. That's harmony. You're yeah. one spirit with God. So it's important that you join to God. And that's a progressive, that's progressive. It's a process. Continue to seek God Join your, you join your spirit with God, be one with God, and then by your actions, you become more in tune with God because you decide that you're going to give God a try. Amen. And so we have a challenge along those lines. Dig into God's word for a week. Pastors of churches and somebody who's not even a Christian yet, this is the, applies equally. Get into the word of God for a week anywhere. I mean, Gospel of John, mm -hmm. Genesis psalms anywhere 
for a week. Pray and meditate on scripture that moves in your heart. And then one way to think about prayer is the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, adoration, praise your name, mighty God, confession, I did this, thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, that you are God, and if what you're saying is true, then, then I have eternal life, and supplication, which is asking for things. Now, do this for a week is the challenge, and what does this mean to you after a week uh, in accordance with with scripture like John six twenty nine, which is the will of and work of God, mm-hmm. uh, John chapter six chapter seven. Yeah, and not not just doing the will and the work of God, but depending on Christ to assist you to get to where you need to be. Only everything that we said in this lesson, everything we talked about in this episode. Let me tell you something. God God wants to be your guide, not your guide. He wants to be your strength. You know, he said to Paul that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm-hmm. So if you're weak into an area, in an area, I want you to lean on God. Lean on God to assist you with that area. We got one coming up, man. Hey, yeah. today's Friday. Monday, we got something coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a friend who is uh, stage four cancer who's going into hospice, uh, a dear friend. And to, in two days, we are going up to see him in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And talk to him and, and possibly baptize him and, and walk this out with it's him. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's scary. We're going to do it with God. We're going to do exactly what God wants us to do. We're going to get so much from it. Our brother's going to get some, something from it. But at the end of the day, it's going to change lives. No matter if it's today, no matter if it's, if it's years from now. But God is, God's name and his word and his life will be magnified. And I want, every, I want to challenge everybody. Everybody, you want to do something harmonious with God? Talk to someone about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You can never go wrong doing that. If so, if it comes up, if someone says, hey, man, I'm going through my, my back hurts, and let me pray for you. They're going to be like, okay, pray for them. Claim the name of Jesus over your life and their life. But besides that, let's go and pray out. Dear Father, we thank you for everything you're doing, God. We thank you that you're God. We recognize yeah. that you are God and you deserve all the glory. Yeah. And your glory is nothing more than you manifesting yourself on mm. this earth, Lord. So we give you all glory, honor, and praise. Name, Bless the life, Lord, that yeah. our listeners and the listeners' family and the listeners' network, Lord. Let your love abide. Let your love spread far and wide to people. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. we pray. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good prayer. Praise God. Amen. Praise Him. I wish that bass was loud. The bass. It was louder in the mix. I couldn't mix it.